Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, welcome. Sorry, I think... Hello. I think... Just, oh my God, I just as I, there's like buses and motorbikes and everything like passing me right now. Well, you've, you've got buses and motorbikes, I've got airplanes and I'm like, I'm in some sort of wind tunnel at the same time. So, oh gosh, yeah. dear listener, you're going to have some weird noises coming your way. Like it's in the middle of like a busy highway and then like a tornado. And if you don't hear anything, it just means that Anna's editing is absolutely fabulous. <laughs> Okay, I'm really great, but I'm not that great. That's lovely for you to give me props, but you know, by saying that, I feel like I'm just giving myself an out to have to like do a lot of editing and be like, okay, people, it's going to be the noise of this one, but hopefully you'll feel the sass and the sauce even still. Fingers crossed, it all all works out in the end. So unwittingly, we've had a little bit of a break. I'm so glad to see you. Yes, I know. It's good to see you too. Absolutely. And how is um, gorgeous Greek life treating you? It is great. Um, so I've been here a month now, actually exactly a month. Oh my gosh, time flies. Mm. Uh, it's great. At Happy first I was... Oh, thank you. The, my month anniversary. Uh, I, I know a few more Greek words, which is great. They never get out of your head, by the way. You know the words, but when you're in the position to socially use your words, you get all clammy and get all nervous and then you can't talk at all. But hopefully I'll get over that. Well. It's like we talk about you can't even do basic maths in front of somebody if you're put oh. on the spot and asked to do it. That's a thing, right? Because <laughs> your brain just freezes up. I'd be exactly the same, especially if I was trying to speak a foreign language. Yeah. I'm rubbish at it. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, that's the thing to get over. But everything else is otherwise good. I think we're feeling good. Things are starting to slow good. down. Yeah. So I am really enjoying life. Like olive oil every day. It's fantastic. Yeah. Gotta be done. Gotta yeah, be done. Yeah. How is your fall and everything going on? Yeah, good. Um, yeah, the weather's kind of wild as ever, but anyway. Um, but I bought a new contraption at home. Hotel. And no, it wasn't a saucy one. Oh, I- <laughs> oh nothing from like a neon light store that's open till three in the morning? <laughs> no, nothing like that. I don't think there are any that was in Jersey. <laughs> We're far too tame for that. Oh, pity. Far too tame. <laughs> okay. um, no, so I bought a thing called a Thermomix. Have you ever heard oh, of it? Oh, no. What's that? So it's this amazing cooking gadget. Um, you know how obsessed I am with food. Yes. So this just takes it to a whole different level. And you get this interactive computer screen where you can, it guides you through all the different recipes. So I literally have done nothing but cook recently. Oh my gosh. I'm going to end up the size of a house. Oh my gosh. Okay. What do you, what does it direct you in cooking? Uh, like anything and everything. So I made, at the weekend, I um, did a bit of a kind of cook-a-thon and um, I made a chicken lasca with um, some nice rice. I made some Portuguese bread. um, I made a lemon drizzle cake. Literally, you can just make all kinds of stuff. You make this, I made this really lovely, um, she did it, the girl comes to your house, she does a little demo to... um, to sell you it um although I think I'd already kind of convinced myself I was going to purchase it anyway and on the demo night she did this lovely broccoli apple and red pepper salad oh my! and it's just made like within an instant because it's got these super um 
super sharp blades, like really super fast, heat, uh, heats to a really hot temperature so it can cook things really, really quickly. Oh, but yeah. oh my gosh, that Insane. sounds amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm learning how to cook Greek food and I'm like, does it have Greek settings? <laughs> That'd be awesome. Oh, it's boner, yeah. It's got ah, everything. Amazing. So yeah, this is the new wonder of my life. As oh we move gosh. into winter, I, I will be mostly found in the kitchen cooking. Oh, beautiful. It's my greatest pleasure in life. Oh, awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, well, I'm curious. Does that mean you're going to still be at the desk of love or has the relationship correspondent hung <laughs> up her gloves and turned into yeah. Julia Child? <laughs> she has left the building. the building. No, she has not left. She has not left the building. No, nice. Good times. Yes. Would you like some uh, some relationship love desk news today? Oh, yes, please. Okay. All right. I've got a question for you. So I read this article. Mm-hmm. And the headline of the article is Why I Don't Date Across the Salary Divide. Oh my God. Yes. You know, like when our early 20s, it's like, oh, yeah. it's so nice to like date the starving artist. And then in your 30s and is 40s, it? you're I don't like, think I went no. through that phase. <laughs> oh, blessed you. No, I was like, oh, it's so edgy. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> they don't believe in the capitalist system. Oh, so romantic. And now I'm like, please no steady salary okay go on so so this article is um it's about this influencer so she's called um sophia franklin i haven't heard of her Mm -hmm. personally but i'm sure other people have um and she said i've asked the last three guys i've dated for their bank account information on the first date oh my god wow okay so she made an admission on her podcast that um, she said, I only want to date wealthy guys who have money and are on the same level as me. Otherwise, I'm just wasting my time. Oh, I mean, here's the thing. You know, a very famous person has um, very rightfully said, like the, the, the more bridges you have to cross in terms of differences in your relationship, the harder it is. Mm. Like, again, opposites attract is like this romantic thing. And like, no, it's not. Like, if you have too many divides and too few commonalities, mm. you don't agree on religion, sex, money, children or not, how you're going to take care of your parents, salaries. Yeah. Just too many... I bridges do, to cross. I do think it's really, really rare that you're going to meet somebody that's exactly kind of in the same um, sphere as you when it comes to kind of all of those things. So if you think about any relationship, right, like you're probably not going to agree on a lot of those things. Mm-hmm. But I guess when it comes to money, it has such a massive impact on, and I think on your kind of life and your future and how you plan for mm-hmm. things. But I also think you're, it's not just about the, amount of money you've got so kind of salary levels it's also surely it's got to be around your kind of money money mindset and attitude towards money Mm. like even that in itself you could be on the same salary but if you've got a completely different money mindset surely that's Mm -hmm. going to cause a bit of a stir right oh no I agree and also um if there's a power dynamic or a negative dynamic that happens because one person is earning more there are women who experience they don't like this, but this is what often happens. They make more. And then just the dynamic mm. of the relationship is like really set off because the man feels emasculated or doesn't feel like it. It's just it, weird things happen when there's a really big salary divide mm. and it has to be reckoned with. 
Well, but there were some interesting comments, though, on the actual post where I kind of first came across the article. And below the post, there were a lot of kind of comments around actually kind of what happened to, um, you know, the whole of the relationship, beauty in each other. What happens if you suddenly get sick and you can no longer earn the money that you've been earning? Like, what happens then? Is it, yeah. You know, so I think... I think it's a bit more complicated than just saying you've got to be on the same salary banding. Well, that's true. And also, listen, fate cuts two ways. So what if this woman says, look, I'm highly successful, therefore I can ask in a very aggressive way for somebody else to mate my salary. What if they themselves run into hard times? Or what if they said, look, I'm really good looking, therefore I should have somebody who uh, has a high salary because I deserve it. Well, what if that is not the case in 20 years? Does that mean, therefore that you get your thing taken away? Like if it's eye for an eye to start, is there going to be very little sympathy and empathy throughout the relationship if it's transactional? So yeah, Mm. you start off transactional and that's where it be. It's it's a very difficult, you know, foot to start a relationship on. Money's always a good topic when it comes to relationships. Love it. Love it. Love it. (laughs) Nice. Could could talk forever on that, but yeah. Good times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Food for thought just considering what you would do. Well, and things have changed. There's a guy in his mid forties who I was in high school with, and I saw him post something on Facebook that says something like, cause I think he's out on the scene now, I don't know, single or so forth. And he's like, man, women are really mean. Like, why do they have to be so mean on dating apps? And I think this is what he's talking about. This whole, like, yeah. where's your bank statements? Like, were we doing that in the 90s? No. I have to say, though, I don't think I could ask somebody, like, on the first day, like, oh, gosh, what do you yeah. earn? Show me a bank statement. No. I just think that's, that's rude. Like, it is yes. rude. Yeah, there's no way I could do that. Oh, I agree. <laughs> oh, All right. Man. Now All you right. are warmed up, miss. Would you like a hot topic? Let's go for it. Okay. Today's hot topic. How would guaranteed success in your relationship impact what you do? Oh man. Like if somebody made, you know, could wave a magic wand and say, you will be successful. Yeah. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I'd probably slack off. (laughs) 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 So I'd better that. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny though, isn't it? Because like a, a lot of kind of, when I work with couples, a lot of the time the fear is about the future, right? Mm. And when you get people who are kind of worried about, am I in the right relationship? You know, am I with the right person? Is this the mm. one? I mean, not that I believe in the one, but anyway, mm-hmm. um, you know, are we right for each other? Are we compatible? Um, are we mm. destined to be together forever? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should have seen Sarah's look on that. <laughs> batting eyelids everyone it was very cute you know all of those thoughts would just disappear wouldn't they so if you had guaranteed success in your relationship yeah all of that would disappear in terms of the doubt and the um lack of self-belief or you know lack of you know just believing in your future life together and but would it have a positive impact or would it have a negative impact like you're saying you'd slack off Oh, this is so, it's so funny. And there is an existential thing of like, what if you could have guaranteed success in your relationship, meaning this very relationship, which means you mean I would never have met the person I'm with now if I'd had a guarantee in my prior relationship that that was successful. You mean, do you remember the the Starship Enterprise where you couldn't get divorced? 
<gasps> oh, One of, if you haven't listened to this episode, listeners, go back. Um, yes. I think it's in like episode one to ten somewhere yes, around there. So early in twenty twenty. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, so in that gosh. episode, we talked about the fact that what happened yes. if kind of marriage was for life, like truly was for life and there was no divorce. Oh my gosh. I have great sadness because like <laughs> we have such phobia of suffering, but honestly, like once you've come out the other side and lived a bit as, as I have, I don't know about you and you're in your twenties, but I'm, I'm in my forties and, uh, <laughs> I am not so, in my 20s. <laughs> <laughs> we shall not say your age. <laughs> but it is true. Like I can look back at all the suffering and be like, I've learned and man, like yeah. I am so blessed to have found the person that I have just found. I would never have met them had I not gone through all the crap. But do you think that your relationship is working now be just because you've met the right person or is it because of kind of you actually know yourself better and you're maybe stronger with boundaries or clearer about what you're looking for you know what makes you happy now you stand up for yourself more you've got more kind of self-belief is it those things or is it that this person is actually more compatible if you met this person 20 years ago would you still work do you think oh my gosh I'd like to select all of the above <laughs> 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 totally. I mean, it is truly like I'm absolutely blown away by this person. Like if I'd met them 20 years ago, I'd be like, who are you? Just like I did uh, when yeah. I met them. Who are you? Um, and also, I'm not effing it up by doing all the little antics that I used to do. So I've upped my game. I would say that it is a combination of finding somebody uncanny in terms of like, wow, I didn't even know some, somebody so amazing could exist. Uh, mm. Amazing for me as well. Um, but it's also that I'm not screwing it up. So I'm like managing boundaries, but I'm also managing my own emotional dysregulation, my anxious and avoidant mm. attachment style, and like keeping a lot of my crazy paranoid, uh, totally detached from reality thoughts and feelings to myself. But that's the thing about this, right? If you knew that your relationship was guaranteed to, to be successful, you're going to live together forever, would you still have those 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 kind of more negative emotions around feeling anxious, second guessing things, you know, questioning, dissecting kind of every single text message? I'm not saying that you're a person who do with that, but you know, it's maybe. that sort of <laughs> maybe you are, maybe you're not. <laughs> Listeners, I cannot speak for Anna's behaviour, it's fine. Um, <laughs> but what you know, I'm saying they're the things that kind of come up, aren't they? When you have those kind of anxious moments. Ah, uh, yeah. Is, you know, and that rumination, that kind of, you know, just and go into kind of the worst possible scenario. You wouldn't do that, would you, if because you wouldn't have any need to, because would it bring you kind of more peace? Mm. in the relationship because you kind of feel like actually this is it gosh I'm gonna say yes but I'm also gonna say like uh there was this French philosopher that I've heard about recently from uh this this man who has changed my life uh who <laughs> talks about the seen and the unseen consequences we ask for a lot of things like the seen consequences we're like yeah absolutely I'd feel more more uh, stable secure uh less flying off the handle emotionally uh, but then I think what could be down the road of being sure that this relationship will be a success? I can't help but think there will be more negative. In, in mm. fact, I don't even know what those would, negatives would be, but they, they terrify me so much because there's, there, there's something very like when you take the lazy route, like mm. if you could have three wishes, I don't know, 
I've heard enough of the three wishes stories to come out the other side, realize that the thing that you wish for, the thing that you want most of all that you think that you want will come back and bite you in the ass. <laughs> well, it's like yeah. everything, everything has a consequence or, you know, every action has a consequence or a reaction. And I guess the, and I always like to think of things as kind of two sides of the same coin, but on kind of, you know, opposite extremes. So I've been, mm. this has come up quite a lot recently. So I guess the thing about um, having kind of peace, certainty, feeling really comfortable, um, knowing that you've got this future together and it's going to be successful. The flip side of that then, is it that actually you do completely take your foot off the gas, you don't put any effort Mm. in, you know, you just kind of, you know, you stop investing in your relationship. And when I say investing, you know, that is kind of time, it's emotional energy it's around um connection and creating that you Mm -hmm. kind of and maybe you stop looking for the beauty in your relationship you stop looking for the things that kind of make you happy and then complacency sets sets in Mm -hmm. in which case then you know could your relationship really truly be successful in those in that environment probably not so Mm. I, i guess the challenge with this is the successful bit so if you were guaranteed to have your relationship forever Mm-hmm. then that's one thing if you're guaranteed to have a successful relationship it's a bit, mm. bit different isn't it? it it is and for all the things you've said I, I i completely again human beings we were meant to live and thrive in uncertainty and constant work there's no such thing as reaching the mountaintop of happiness uh what <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> say what what but i thought that i'm unsubscribing right now (laughs) that's it this has been a colossal disappointment yeah i mean we don't reach the summit of mount everest take Mm. a picture and then walk back down the hill and be like well that was a challenge it we have a momentary bit of happiness when we've overcome struggle but then Mm. our next mountain is ahead of us and the only way that you know much like all of us like if i could have $500 $500 million, I'd be so happy. I mean, every one Me of too. us, <laughs> right. But will we? And we know, we know Yes. it welcomes new problems. <laughs> that money goes yeah. fast. We become the sense of ennui or this feeling mm. of like real depression. But we were meant to be workhorses. We were meant to work. We were meant to work hard in relationship and suffer Could and have really hard days. you really depress me today? <laughs> I know. It's like hard work. It's so important to our thriving. Yeah. I think the thing that comes up for me really is about this. um, Not necessarily thinking about it as hard work because that can feel quite depressing. It can feel like actually it doesn't matter Mm. what I do. I've always got to carry on giving. I think the flip side of that, again, you know, if we think about this two sides of the coin analogy, right? The flip side is I get to spend my time in this beautiful relationship. I get to show up as the best version of me. I Mm. get to look for all the things that bring me kind of beauty and happiness and joy in the relationship. And I get to choose which side I want to be on. Do I want to be on happiness side or do I want to be on unhappy, unhappiness side? Mm. And if it's, if I am feeling unhappy, what do I want to do about that? So mm. I think the thing for me is we are always in choice and it is mm. then about kind of how do I almost not that I'm, I guarantee that the relationship's going to be successful but I am kind of putting my own guarantees in because of the input that I'm going to put into it. Oh my gosh, yes. Ah, oh, 
that landed the plane right there. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the important thing is the mindset of, I will make this a success. And yeah. funny enough, I, the nuance here is even if we don't work out as a couple, I will make it a success in terms of the growing opportunity, the learning, bring my best. Like if I bring my best and learning something and growing, it's a success. Yeah. I think it, it is about that thing. What can I do? Like, I think too often we expect somebody else to do something or we don't kind of think about the responsibilities that we need to take. But if you did every single day, you thought, how can I, if that was kind of like your morning motto, right? How do I today make my, today, how do I guarantee that my relationship is going to be a success? If that oh. was your morning motto, oh. you'll think of something kind of new and, um, or a new way to do something, or you'll have some yeah. renewed energy to input into a relationship. Oh my gosh, that's wonderful. So th it's a trick question. Yeah. Success is, uh, you can decide that you will make it a success by yeah. getting up every day. Yeah. Yes. All right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Shall we, um, <laughs> shall we take a question? Yes, let's go. Today's question. I've been feeling really insecure in my relationship lately. How can I identify and address my own insecurities and what can I do to improve my relationship as a result? Mm, nice, 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 nice. All right, fellow anxiously attached person, I'm hearing you. I'm seeing you. <laughs> and it, I, I also love this very benign way that this question comes in because I'm like, ah, I'm going to get rejected. I'm going to be dumped. They don't like me anymore. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it. I never get... Uh, anxious with this kind of nice, balanced, quiet, measured mm. sort of, yeah. I'm sure so, they weren't either. <laughs> yeah, they're freaking out. Okay. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Okay. So where do you want to start on this one? So I guess, um, you know, let's start with, uh, the, you know, this person's asking, how do I identify my insecurities? How do I, you know, what can I do about it? And how can I improve the relationship? So there's almost kind of three parts to that isn't there and we know that awareness is the first stage of any transformation so mm. you know it sounds like this person wants to transform from being quite insecurely and anxiously attached as you say to something that actually feels like it's more secure and you know I mm. feel a bit safer in my relationship ah yeah and the thing is it's like a two to tango so somebody you can choose to be with somebody who dis demonstrates trustworthy behavior, mm -hmm. who is transparent, who doesn't hide stuff, who doesn't say lies, who doesn't um, exhibit unpredictable behavior. And that's one part of the, the puzzle. But the other part is like you have to decide that you're going to feel safe. That's mm -hmm. the hardest part because nobody can make you yeah. feel safe. Yeah. I mean, I'm actually making this transformation from a really anxiously attached person person where I've always been like, if they didn't do that thing and didn't act that way, and if they were not so secretive, then maybe I would have more trust in them. Like, man, I've played that game for years. Guess what? Doesn't get you anywhere. Doesn't get you less anxious. Yeah. You just end up sabotaging your relationship with like vocalized insecurity. Yeah. <laughs> Take it from me. <laughs> yeah. I think on a real kind of practical level, I would just keep a kind of I would keep an insecurity diary, like 
literally every day can write down the moments where you're feeling insecure. What is it that um, started it off? So, you know, what made me feel insecure? What triggered that? You know, what evidence do I have that the thing that I'm choosing to believe is true? What else could be happening if that thing that I believe to be true isn't happening? And really just kind of work through that. And I would do that for like a month. And then I would Mm -hmm. look back at everything that you've written down. I would look for some patterns. I would look for some similarities across Mm. that. Mm -hmm. And then pick kind of two or three areas within that to work on. Oh, yes. It it really is um, because we've got terrible recall bias uh, Mm. or uh, we will not act. So the, the act of journaling is really important here because you're taking a in the moment objective account of what you're, what's happening and then what you're feeling so that you're able to actually prove that a lot of your fears and suspicions are not true. Like, oh, they went to the store and they were not actually at the store. Well, no, actually I, they came back and they, Mm. yeah, they went to the store. Uh, or, um, you know, they're thinking this, they're, they're withdrawing. Um, this is the big thing. Like, I'm so insecure that I need somebody around me to be very consistent in their mood, which nobody ever is. I'm certainly not. Right. (laughs) And I find that like, you'll be with somebody and let's say they kind of are in their own world, maybe for certain, maybe they're sick, maybe they're kind of stressed about something, but then two or three days later, they come out of that little sort of thing and then they're perfectly fine again. Um, that's really important to observe and to also be like in your jewel, you know, journaling, and diary just it's not about you all the time maybe they're just having a bad week but this is the good thing about the why i'm saying kind of do it for a good you know period of time whether that's kind of three four weeks whatever you can manage i think you're right you need to be doing that on a daily basis you can't do it at the end of the week because you'll have forgotten things or things you know memories will have morphed together and created Mm -hmm. a brand new memory that didn't even exist Mm. so you do have to kind of do it on a daily basis but i think by then reviewing it after four weeks those initial things that you thought, so, you know, oh, they've clearly upset them because they haven't messaged me back for <laughs> 24 hours when normally they come back really quickly. Uh-huh. And then three days later, you find out actually they were up against this really hard deadline at work and they were working till 11 o'clock. They had forgotten their phone charger that morning, so they didn't have any way of charging up their phones. So they had absolutely no way of responding to your message, didn't even know you'd sent it. That then kind of helps you to dispel that insecure moment that you had because you go actually this is how I felt this is what I thought was happening two days later I found out something completely different happened yeah and you can then work through every single example and it starts to help you to create this new reality that or helps to create that moment where you feel insecure and you've got a kind of suspicion that something's happening it helps you then to go what else could be going on what else could be a play? How else could I interpret this moment? What evidence do I have that this person has ever done these things that I'm thinking of? Because often they're terrible things as well. Yeah. Yes. We're not asking you, we're not trying to gaslight you and say like there's red flags popping up and, uh, but ignore them and just give somebody the benefit of the doubt when they don't deserve it. But this is the hard thing. The hard thing is that there are people who will genuinely try to hurt you, be cheating on you, you know, two-timing or whatever. It's extremely hard to tell those relationships from where your own internal paranoia is being triggered Mm. from the past. And when you're with a pretty good person, 
and you're actually putting them in the same boat as a cheater. And the problem is your behavior, which is generally blowing up, being distrustful and so forth, is going to push them away anyway. So yeah. we're not saying it's easy no. because it's very, very hard to determine. Am I actually safe? And you may need to, you know, take in a lot of evidence, including like family and friends, like, you know, uh, character witnesses, like, is this a good person? Have they cheated on somebody before, you know? So it, it is hard, but once you decide to trust somebody, that's where you are going to then decide in these moments of, you know, journaling when these hard emotions, these anxious or, uh, fearful emotions come up is to then objectively start to document. I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's painful to think of a situation where I would actually shit the bed and sabotage a relationship because of old stuff that's happened to me. Mm. And it would put me in a prison where I'm never able to move on. I'm never able to get something good in my life. And, and that's where I'm in right now is I didn't know how powerful triggers were. I didn't know that I could actually make shit up. I, yeah. I actually, <laughs> and, and, you know, the, as an anxious, anxiously attached person, as I, they're so vivid, these like, and I have such an imagination. Mm. I paint out my dating partner to be like the worst person on the, on the planet and like, mm. you know, conniving and like, you know, whatever. And, I'm, and then, and then I shake my head after, and if you just wait and not freak out yeah. and blow up, then the evidence and the conclusions and the sort of resolution will come within 24 to 48 hours. And then you're like, yeah. oh, it was just that. But if I had freaked out in that time, I would be literally digging a grave for my new relationship. Mm. So yes, yes to all the things. I'm very fired up. <laughs> <laughs> you are fired up today. Tell you this new continent suit me well, Miss. Oh, tell you, it's the Greek spirit. So how else, <laughs> like any other advice for the anxiously attached people like me? I love your journaling. I, th I well, think that sounds great. What I would say, because the last part of the question was then kind of, you know, how can I improve my relationship? I think you'll absolutely improve your relationship by starting to reset some of the thought patterns that are going on. And then you will start to see, you know, the beauty unfold as a result of that. So I wouldn't kind of stress too much. I wouldn't overwhelm yourself. I would really concentrate on kind of, you know, that one specific and quite practical task to be able to then start to address things and the rest will naturally unfold. Ah, oh, thank you, Sarah. I feel better. Good. Yeah. I feel like I brought you back down. <laughs> I did indeed. So. Well, I, that sounds great. I think I'm going to go out and enjoy my evening with new tasks at hand, which is continuing to journal and, and collecting objective evidence in favor yeah. of this being uh, healthy and good, not yeah. disastrous, bad, and about to reject me. And choose oh. to create your relationship a success. Ah, oh, very nice. All right. So what is on uh, on the agenda for you now, Miss? Well, I am, because uh, I'm two hours ahead of you, which is so cool. Are, uh, yeah. It's Greek dinner time. So going out um, with a lovely couple who are in from Canada, and they're very lovely. So I, nice. um, their grandchild was born recently and I got to work getting a card and it's completely in Greek and I'm kind of hoping that my Google Translate was like appropriately because I could I hope it's the right greeting I don't know I guess we'll find out this is part of learning a language you're like running Google Translate and hoping you're not uh offending people <laughs> so well, we'll good see. luck with that 
<laughs> I know. And how about you? What's on the books for tonight? Oh, nothing. I always think kind of, because we record on a Monday, um, mm. I always think Mondays are just a kind of a reset day. It's all about just having a nice meal, having a chilled evening, and then, um, yeah, working out what the rest of the week needs to bring. Nah. All right. Yes. May it be a nice Indeed. Monday then. Yes. Well deserved. So. All right. Till next time. Till next time. So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting. Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.